up, everybody? I'm Michael Nettemeyer here with Jeff King and Joe Geary, and we are your host of the Whitwin Podcast, whatever it takes, whenever it's needed, talking all things real estate. Hey, wanted to thank everybody that's subscribed so far to the podcast. Thank you for giving us all the five-star reviews, for subscribing to it, and also for sending in your questions. So we thought one thing that might be cool today is to switch it up a little bit, do a little Q&A, and answer some of the questions that you've been sending in. So let's dive right in, guys. All right, so our first question comes from Josh in St. Louis, and he asks a pretty simple question. How do I get started in real estate? That is fairly simple. So (laughs) it is. You go to real estate school. So, I mean, the first thing is, if you want, give us a call. We're happy to help you through the process. Uh, You need to select a real estate school. You can do it three ways, online, in person, during the day, or in person, night class, right? And so... Online, obviously, once you sign up, I think you have six months, if that's correct, yeah, to, to finish the, the program and then take your test. If you do it in person, we find that the highest success rate is if you go in person and get that done. And really, the in-person school during the day, I think, is seven or eight days. Mm-hmm. And so you're able to obtain all of that knowledge. It's fresh. You go take the test. You pass. We see that as the highest success rate. Now, of course, doing it online, you can do it at your own pace. It's more convenient for a lot of people. A lot of people probably can't. They're probably working a job right now and can't really afford to take a week and a half off of work to do that. But we do see that as the highest success rate. Third option is nights, and I think that ends up going about three weeks because you do it in the evening, so it's a little bit less each day. Um, all three are good options. It's just you know how you how do you learn? How do you learn best? And uh, how quickly do you want to get through the process? Because you can go take it during the day, knock it out in a week and a half go take the test and you can be up and running within a couple of weeks. Yeah, absolutely. I actually did the test online and it took a lot longer just because I could do it at my own pace. So instead of sitting there and and getting through it as fast as possible, it actually took over a year was between when I had first bought the course to actually get my license. I didn't finish it until a year and a month later because it actually expired and I had to renew it for a month. And I gave myself that deadline that if I didn't get it finished in that month after waiting it out and, and making it, that whole year, then I wasn't going to do it at all. So I gave myself that time frame. So if you do it online, I would 100% make sure that you do it before it expires, number one, and to really set deadlines and be purposeful because even though you have extra time, don't put it off as long as possible. Get it done so that you can get in there and take the test. Agreed. And it's fresh because I think that's the biggest thing too. If you take six months to do it, everything you learned in month one, you're probably not retaining. Absolutely. And mm-hmm. it's a big test. I mean, there, there are people, it's, it's a state and national it's a big test. It's something that you need to take serious, and you definitely need to study in order to pass it. All right. We'll kind of move into our second question then. Our second question comes from Casey in St. Charles. She asked, how to how do you get your real estate business off the ground? So once you get licensed, how do you get things up and rolling and get it off the ground? I'd say the biggest thing for this one is definitely just going to be lead generation and just letting everybody that you know that you're actually in real estate now, so everybody that you know, like, and trust, and that knows, likes, and trusts you, just let them know that, hey, I'm a realtor now, because you never know who you know is going to be buying a house in the next six months to a year, mm-hmm. so it's always just good to get the word out and just let people know, you know, post on social media, talk to your friends, your family, you know, people you see in the gym, let them know you're a realtor, people that you just see in public that you, you know, typically see every day, just let them know that what you're doing now, and that you could possibly help them out in the future, or help someone that they know out you know, buying or selling a home. Mm-hmm. 
I agree. I think it's important that, you know, once you become a realtor, you are a business owner. You need to treat this like a business. So you need to have a business plan. And maybe you've never done a business plan. So you need to plug into an office or a team that can help you sit down, goal set, figure out what do you want to, what are your income goals? How much do you want to make this year? And is that kind of a non-negotiable? If you say it's $100,000, well, okay, that's great. It's $100,000. If you made 50, would you be happy? Well, sure, I would maybe, right? So you need to figure that out. What's kind of your income goal? And then put a business plan around that. And Joe's absolutely right. It's you can't be the secret agent. You need to get into this thing. And people want to work with people that they know, like, and trust. So although you're new and have zero experience, you're still going to find people that want to work with you because they know you, like you, and trust you. So you need to get the word out there and start pushing you know, your name and, and letting people know that you're in the industry. So I think that's a big thing. SOI, your sphere of influence, that's a great way to get this thing off the ground and, and get it going. Yeah, I know, especially in the beginning, it, it can be kind of challenging because you think to yourself, oh, what if they ask me how much experience I have? Or, oh, what if they ask me how many homes have I sold? And I actually, I've, I've never gotten that question because if you are practicing your skill set and you, especially with us as a team, we're able to work and leverage a team, we're able to leverage the experience. So it's not just you as an individual going into it. If you are an individual going into it, make sure that you're confident. That is the number one thing that you can do. Make sure you're confident in your abilities to get homes sold and have the conversation. So especially it's really easy when you're talking to people out in public and they, you ask them, hey, what do you do? And you, they tell them all about what they do, but then what, what's the common question after that? They're going to ask you what you do. So you tell them you're in real estate and you get the conversation started. You're not trying to sell them a house right then and there, but to just really build on those relationships. It's, this is a people-based business. The more people or contacts that you can make and then continue to talk to on a regular basis, that's how you get it off the ground ultimately. And that's how you, you start building. If you don't have a big database, that's how you start building a database of people to talk to on a regular basis. Yeah, I think that's big too, just to be able to have the confidence to convey that on your presentations when you're lead generating. Because like for me, I'm a lot younger and my biggest concern getting into the business was people were going to be like, oh, how old are you? You know, how long have you been in it? Just because I'm a lot younger. And I've learned that just being able to have that confidence and, you know, know the scripts and know the presentations, people don't even ask because you're just very professional with what right. you do. Exactly. And you just show that you're very confident so they don't even question it at all just because, you know, you present well. And, and you're right. And that's absolutely 100% true. And that's key. And that's what a lot of people, unfortunately, don't do. They practice on the appointment. Because they're not, it'd be like showing up to a game without ever practicing for mm -hmm. it. You wouldn't do it. I mean, any sports team you're on, you're gonna, they're gonna require you to practice if they're taking it serious. And in our profession, unfortunately, a lot of people don't do any practice outside of the actual presentation. They show up, and then they're right, those questions start coming up because they don't come across as confident or knowledgeable, and they seem uncertain. So then people start asking, How long have you been in the business? How many homes have you sold? Mm -hmm. Do you know our area? And, and when you have confidence and conviction because you've practiced this and you have your scripts dialed in, those questions never come up. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And so it's extremely important for a brand new agent to be doing a lot more of that than even us now because we've been doing it for so long. But if, if you're not doing that and you're a brand new agent, you need to. And you need to start practicing that right away. Because the better you get at that, the higher your conversion is going to be. Yeah, and remember, for all the listeners out there, if you want to practice with us, email us at info, I-N-F-O, at the net group, T-H-E-N-E-T-T-G-R-O-U-P.com. We will absolutely help you get started. We're, we're, we're here in the business, but we want to help you also start and grow your careers as well, too. So if you're brand new, have a conversation with us. Or if you're an existing agent looking to grow and, and really sell more, Get, get out, reach out to us Absolutely. as well, too. We're happy to help. Yep, we script every day at 10. Mm -hmm. 
Next question comes from Nick in St. Louis. He asks, what are your goals for 2019? So what are the net group's goals for 2019? Uh, 174 units, 43 million in sales. That's right. Pushing so, through that that 40 million mark is a big thing that we want to hit this this year. Yeah, absolutely. We're a newer team as it's all come together. Mm-hmm. A lot of the people on our team are newer. It's a big goal for us. We've already what closed and pended over 40 homes yep. in the first 40 days of the year. So, pretty confident we'll surpass that goal. Uh, but yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah, and it's cool to see all of the work that that's been done to lead up to this point, and how fast we've been able to ramp it up. Some people might think, oh, well, it's taken a year, and that's a long time, but it hasn't felt like that. I, I think yeah. this has gotten off the ground so much faster. And as a new agent, especially myself, being in it for less than a year, being able to get up into production as fast as possible. I remember in the beginning, people were saying, oh, well, you need to wait six months before you can get your first home yeah. sold. And I was like, that is not acceptable right. in any way, shape, or form. And it's it's all about the mindset. If you think you're going to sell one house and it's going to take you six months, it's probably going yeah. to take you six months. If you exactly. say, nope, that's not acceptable. I'm going to sell my first house in two months, then that's probably what you're going to do to get it done. So Agreed. And so much of this business is mindset. Mm-hmm. So if you have the mindset right, and you're doing the scripts and you're practicing and you're getting better and sharpening the skill set every day, there's no reason you can't succeed in this business. Yeah, exactly. And I think growing the team is a big goal for 2019 as well, too. So Absolutely. having and bringing on quality people, quality talent that is wanting to put in the work every day and show right. up and make calls and not sit back and let business happen to them. We, we're a team of go-getters. I think that's the goal is to find more like-minded people Absolutely. that want to join us. So. Right. And that's what's cool. Like our goals, like we started doing Boulder, which is that high intensity lead generation effort. It's for a week every month at the end of the month. And that's where we're making a ton of contacts, mm-hmm. 300 plus contacts in that week. We started doing that about six months ago, six or seven months ago. And we're seeing all of the all of the kind of the benefits or the, a lot of the results in business we have now has stemmed from those efforts over the last few months. So I think it's important that you, you, you set your goals. I think you need to stretch yourself. Uh, but it's it's important to set goals that you feel are attainable, but then also stretch to to push yourself. But then make sure you have a plan in place to know how to get you're going to get there. Right, and never lower your goals. Never lower your target. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Once you set it, hit it. Yeah. Figure out a way. Take more action. Yep. Put more effort in to figure out how you're going to make that target attainable, not how you're going to reduce it and lower your target. Agreed. Great. All right, our next question comes from Michelle. She's from Cincinnati. Ooh. She asked, "How do I avoid burnout and get out of a rut?" That's a good question. uh, You want to take this one? Yeah, yeah, sure, I'll take it. So it can be kind of frustrating, especially when you start out, because you're you're putting in all this work and all this time, and you really don't see any results probably for maybe the first two or three months, depending on, you know, how sharp you're getting your skill set each day. So it can be very frustrating because you don't see any results for, you know, months, sometimes several months. So it can be, and a lot of people quit at this time just because they're not seeing those results. And it's very important just to, you know, know that eventually it'll come and it'll happen if you just keep putting in the work. Because the more action that you put on this end, the more it'll get on the other end. So I just think it's very important just to know that, you know, eventually it's going to pay off no matter how hard it gets. Yeah. If you just keep putting it in, you'll get something out. Exactly. And that's what we like to tell new people on our team. It's that you're probably going to work the hardest and you're getting paid the least out of anybody on our team because you're brand new. And you're right. Most people quit too soon. And if they would have just kept going and stuck with it for another month or two, they would have kind of gotten over that hump and been able to start generating that business. So I think that's important to know that this is a 100% commission-based job, right? So if you find yourself in a rut and you're feeling like it's not happening, you need to, one, look internally and see, okay, what am I doing 
you know, internally, what am I doing every day to push me closer to my goal? And if the answer is nothing, that's something you need to kind of reflect on and figure out what kind of action can I take to get going toward my goal. The other thing I always find is when I find myself getting in a rut, because honestly, everybody gets in a rut, regardless of how long you've been in this. You could be making $100,000 a year or a million dollars a year. You're still going to get in a rut at some point. When I find myself kind of getting in a little bit of a funk, I pour into more training. I start reading more. I start going to more training events. I start doing things like that that will kind of just help you kind of reset and recharge. And so I think that's really important, reading especially. Like if you can model what other people are doing. Um, so, so pour into more training at your office. Pour into any kind of training like that. I'm not saying be a career student where you're just in training all the time. But if you're, if you're taking action, doing the right things, and you just find yourself in a little bit of a funk, be sure to get into some sort of training, start reading more, and, and those are things that can help you get out of that rut pretty quick. Yeah, and I think another thing that kind of puts you in that rut too is when you, you know, you might have a deal that's about to close and all of a sudden it falls through and you're left with nothing. You spent, you know, three or four months on that deal and now you have nothing to show for it. And it's going to be very frustrating and make a lot of people just want to quit or just kind of give up and just, you know, cut back on lead generation, take it easy for a little bit, take some time off. And I think that's really just a result of a lack of action. Yeah. Because, I mean, if you only have one deal and you're just praying for that, mm-hmm. it's not very good, especially in real estate, because, as you learn, not a lot of deals close all the time. So Right. You um, need a full pipeline. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing. If you have one deal, I mean, this is me back in, like, 2010 or 11. I was banking on, I was getting ready to go on a free trip to Maui. My girlfriend was there for work. I got a free plane ticket, I think, for my dad or something using his points, right? And I had no money. I completely broke. And I had one deal for, like, $350,000 that was going to close a couple days before I left. So I was like, good, I'm good. You know, I'm going to make nine or ten grand. This is awesome. Deal dies. Deal goes south, it dies. We were through inspections, loan commitment, everything. The seller just decided he didn't want it. It was a mess. So the deal dies, and I was distraught. I was like, you know, I was like almost in tears. And I'm like, I can't even afford a free vacation. I mean, my checking account was negative. You know what I mean? I almost had every credit card maxed out, I think. And uh, I stole it on the trip. I ended up squeezing a little bit more on the credit card. I charged it. Yeah. I don't recommend. <laughs> but that was all... <laughs> Had I had a full pipeline and that deal fell apart, I would still have had two or three more deals that would have closed. I would have been fine. But I was so focused on that one deal and that one paycheck, I wasn't doing any of the activity I was supposed to be doing to get me to have a full pipeline. Right? And so that's what's important. We have deals that die all the time now for whatever reasons. Financing falls through, inspections, right? And it's just part of it. But we have so such an abundance of you know of deals in our pipeline that it doesn't really hurt as much. If you have one deal and it dies, you're wrecked, mm-hmm. right? If you have ten deals and one dies, not the end of the world. You keep moving. Yeah. So good point. You know, make sure you have a full pipeline. Yeah. So the number one way to avoid burnout and get out of rut is to take really massive action. Yeah. So do so do ten times as much as what you were doing. Chances are you're going to be able to break through that ceiling or get out of the rut. One other thing to add to that too is you know if you've got some time on a weekend, take a weekend trip. We just got back from the 10X Growth Conference in Miami and going to Miami for that weekend, it was almost as inspirational as just going to the 10X Conference and listening to all the great speakers there. But to be in Miami and to be in a different place, different weather, different houses, different condos, tons of units, tons of money, tons of nice cars too. So if you need something to to really spark back into the business when you come back to wherever it is that you are, I do. I challenge you to travel, take a couple of days, go on a weekend trip, see what's out there, see places that other successful people are living in because it's something that can inspire you just being in that location as well too. totally agree absolutely all right our next question comes from kevin he's from boise how do you overcome the fear of lead generation 
Basically, you have to do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Keep doing it. So I think at some point we've all had a little bit of fear of getting on the phone. I know I did when I first started, and I think that your fear is greater when you're not practicing scripts. When you start practicing and really dialing in scripts, you're going to get more confident, and you're going to be able to talk to anybody over time. But in the beginning, you just have to do it. Like you need to commit and you need to figure out what's the reason for lead generating, right? You're not just lead generating for the sake of lead generating. You're not just making phone calls because you want to make phone calls. There's a reason behind it, and it's typically to hit your financial goal. So what's your financial goal? What's the reason for wanting to hit that financial goal, your big why? What is that reason? And then really focus on that and know that by doing the lead generation activities every day, it's going to push you closer to your goal. And so that's what keeps you going when you're not wanting to make those phone calls. Like I remember back in the day, I would see a house for six hundred grand, and I'd be like, "Yeah, I'm going to call one for sixty thousand, right?" Because I wasn't confident in my scripts, and I was terrified of the phone. Totally was. Now I'll talk to anybody; it doesn't matter because I know what to say. I've been doing it for so long, but it's just time on task over time, consistently will get you to overcome that fear. And the and the the you know the part of it is you just have to do it. Like there's no right time to the best time to start is now. And even though you might not feel comfortable and know what to say, pick up the phone, start doing it, stumble through it, study other people's scripts, learn from other people, and and just continue to do it. And find a script practice partner that's going to do it with you. I mean, that'll help to, to kind of, you know, cut the learning curve. I think it's kind of like swimming almost because when you're a little kid, basically, and you're just learning to swim, the first time you jump in the pool, you're going to suck. You're going to start drowning. Someone's going to have to save you. And that's kind of how it is on the phone, too. Like, no matter how much you practice at the beginning, when you get on the phone, you're going to be super nervous because you don't know what the other person on the line is going to say. So you're probably going to suck the first maybe few weeks or even month. You're going to suck. But if you just keep doing, doing it over and over again, you'll get a lot better. I mean, as long as you practice the scripts and just do it consistently, you'll get a lot better. Yeah. It'll be just, you know common everyday thing that you're used to doing. And that's a good point because no matter how much even you practice scripts, there might not be a script for the conversation that you actually have on the phone. So that's an awesome point. No matter how prepared you think you are, just start making phone calls because even if you have practiced every single script, chances are you're going to come across someone that has someone talking to you about something that isn't in the script. Right. And that's okay, and that's actually better because you're able to be more authentic whenever you're going through it and not use your scripts as something that you've memorized and that you have to stick to 100%, but use them as a guideline and kind of keep that conversation to to what you want to get out of it. And, and going back to you are making phone calls so that you can set appointments, so that you can set houses, so that you can get paid. Yeah. And the very first time that you get a commission check off of those circle calls or from the phone, that's going to unlock a lot of confidence in you. It just has to happen one time. And, it, and it's one thing that kind of keeps me going, especially and even really like when, when I'm in a rut, going back to the previous question too, that if you're talking to a bunch of people that are rejecting you and they're, you're maybe talking to 100 or even 200 people and you haven't been able to set an appointment, it just takes one more phone call yeah. to receive a $2,000, $3,000, $4,000, dollars $5,000 commission check. And that's what should keep you going is that you know that you have a ton of people that you need to talk to because if you picked up the phone and made 10 phone calls and you made $5,000 off of a commission, you'd be making a lot of phone calls. It only took 10 people to talk to. It doesn't. And that's the reality of it, that there is so much more that you need to do than you think you might have to in the very beginning. So talk to 200 people, talk to 300 people, talk to 400 people. That's might might be what it takes when you're terrible on the phones and you're just starting out. But but get through it and keep track of those numbers mm-hmm. too because that's an easy way to figure out whether or not you're improving. Agreed. And that's what's cool is if, if you're at, you know, when you first start, you might have to talk to 300 people to set an appointment. 
you may maybe less, but it might be 200, it might be three, it might be 500. But over time, you're going to see that number get lower and lower and lower to the point where it's your business starts to get predictable because you know if you need an appointment, you probably only need to go talk to 20 people. Mm-hmm. You go talk to 20 people, you're going to set an appointment. So if you ever find yourself again in a rut and you know your conversions, all you need to do then is pick up the phone. You know you need to go talk to 30 people or 20 people or 10 or whatever it is. And you can get your business right off the ground again. So I think that's important in knowing your numbers. Mm -hmm. And as far as overcoming your fear, you just have to do it. You have to get into action. Have a big why that's going to keep you coming back every day. Because I know it took me like a month and a half or something like that to finally set an appointment. That's phone calls every single day. It was six days a week, even on Saturdays. And I was so bad that I just wasn't able to set an appointment. Then I finally got one and then I got my confidence. And then I started studying other people that were doing it and practicing and and then, I mean, the sky's the limit. If you can overcome that fear, the sky's the limit. Absolutely. All right, our last question today comes from Danny. He's out of Chicago. And Danny asks, how do you transition from a part-time realtor into a full-time realtor? Good question. Uh, so <laughs> I think one of the keys is I, I was kind of, I don't know if I was a part-time, but I had a full-time job when I first started working nights. And I did real estate during the day. One, I think you need to figure out your schedule. I had a set schedule from early on that would allow me to be in the office by 8 a.m., work a full day, and then go to my other job. So knowing that the first few months of this thing, I did that for about five or six months, and I was able to transition out into full-time. But one was the sales I was making from real estate. I didn't spend that money. I was using that to save and to put back in the business. So you're not increasing your lifestyle at this point. I was using that to have a nest egg to be able to quit my other job. Where I think a lot of people, they'll make an $8,000 commission check and they go buy a new car. And they're still working in their other job. So don't increase your quality of life right now when you're doing the dual agent. Whatever you're making from real estate, make sure you're saving that as a nest egg to be able to quit your job and get into this. And then the other thing is just have your plan. You need to treat this like a business even though you are a part-time agent, what are your office hours? When is your lead gen time blocked out? What are you? What does your schedule look like? You need to get that schedule built in. And the first few months of this thing is not going to be fun because you're going to be pretty much working two full-time jobs. But again, it's what's your reason for wanting to transition out of the one to do the other? There are a lot of people that do this part-time as like teachers, firemen, everything like that. They have no desire to ever quit their full-time job, and that's totally fine. But if your goal is to get out of your full-time job, you need to become extremely purposeful with your time. You need to have a schedule. You need to time block it out. And then you need to set aside the money that you're making. So, Yeah. And I would try to find a way to leverage your full-time position as best as possible because those are all people that you can sell a house to. Absolutely. You know, you start building up your database from your full-time position and job. That allows you to at least start and jump into being a really good part-time realtor because chances are you could pick up some deals from them. And if not anyone from your your current place of employment needs to buy a house, then you need to ask them about who do they know out there that may be looking to buy or sell a home in the future too. Because it's not all about the people that you talk to specifically. Always keep in mind that they know other people that may need to buy or sell a home. And that's really what you want to tap into. And it, it could be a simple conversation as, hey, can you introduce me to someone else that might be interested in moving in the next six months, in the next year. Whatever that looks like, figure out ways to have conversations with people. And honestly, use those people to meet people that they know. That would be the biggest way that you could get out of just being a part-time agent and also leveraging your full-time position. And I'd say another way just to transition is to just jump in all the way, just quit your job. I mean, it's a little bit riskier, but I mean, just quit your job and just jump in full-time. I mean, you might have to cut back on your spending and just, you know, stack some money away 
for a few months at your job, you know, while you're going through the class. But, I mean, just quit your job immediately. Just burn the bridge, and you yeah. have no options. You have to yeah. succeed, or else you're going to be screwed and yeah. you're not going to have any money. That's a good point. I mean, that's kind of what I think we touched on one of the previous podcasts. Like, what did the Vikings do when they yeah. went to go conquer lands? They Burn burnt the, the boats, yeah. and there was no option other than being successful at this. So if that's really what you want, you have the opportunity to to jump in full-time and be a real estate agent and, and be commission-based. Mm-hmm. You know, it's good to have something saved up for a rainy day because it'll take a couple months to get it off the ground and whatnot, but as fast as you want to move at this, you can be successful at yeah. it, and you can get homes under contract very quickly. Yeah. You absolutely can. And it goes into like the realtors that are in it full time and then they have to go take a part time job. So you see this kind of in reverse too. If they would not take that part time job and just commit to this fully and use that time that they're working that other job and just dedicate that to real estate, there's no reason they wouldn't be successful. I mean, Rich Dad Poor Dad, great book if you haven't read it, but they talk about it. The people that go work two and three jobs, they're killing themselves working all of these jobs and they never get ahead financially because they've never put 100% focus and attention into their one thing that they should be doing. And if they would, and they would just totally commit to their profession, the sky's the limit. And that's what's cool about real estate is that, or any sales position for that matter, I mean, you're not really capped on what you can make. You can make as much money as you want. It's a directly a direct reflection of the effort you put into it is what you get out of this. So if you're kind of in a rut right now and, and you're in real estate full time, you're thinking about going to get that second job, before you would do that, I would strongly consider you to like look internally, look and see what activities are you doing every day. If you don't know what activities you should be doing, you need to call and you need to find out. Like call us, ask us, whatever, or ask your manager or whoever it is. But commit fully to it. And do those activities and use that time you would be working that second job to, to do dollar productive activities, lead generation, not making creative flyers and stuff like that, but dollar productive activities. Get on the phone, pick up the phone, work your database. And if you really want this and if you truly want it bad enough, you'll find a way. If you don't, you find an excuse. That's all I got. All right, that's all the questions that we have for today. So thanks so much for sending those in. And as always, we encourage you to send in more questions. Hopefully we can do this on a regular basis with the questions that we get in. So please email info at thenetgroup.com. And we also have a phone number for the office line that you can call us anytime if you want to call in to set up time for script practice, if you want to come in and look at what the team does on a regular basis. Uh, We're more than happy to help you. And if you're interested in getting started as a real estate career, reach out to us as well. And that phone number is? Call our office at 636-614-5132. Yeah, call in anytime. Happy to have you come in, check us out. Just, uh, you know, if you want to improve the skill set and work on scripts, come on in. Thanks for listening and don't forget to subscribe. We'll see you next week. Take me down and build me up whatever it takes.